the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everell from PGA Tour and Golf Bet. This week, we're going to break down the Valspar Championship. Everything you need to know. We're going to play 18 holes, make 18 bets before we move on. As a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. Benny, welcome back. It's been so long since I've seen you. I barely got a chance to even hang out with you when we were in Jacksonville <laughs> together. Yeah, mate, it was obviously a big week last week, the Players' Championship, and in the end, a pretty dominant victory, wasn't it, by Scotty? I mean... Um, I think I went back through my picks. I didn't, don't think I had the best week, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hopefully we can bounce back this week at the Valspar. Um, you know, I, I do remember saying early that, you know, it, it's hard to bet on a guy without the massive personality, but he has the massive game, doesn't he? So you're just going to have to keep looking at him every time he tees it up from now on. Yeah, I don't think he's sneaking up on anybody anymore. I believe that you, me, and Will Gray did a show for Bet365 beforehand where they said, which one of the bet big three are you going to take? And I think we had two Rory's and a Rom. Yeah. And so uh, that pretty much solidified Scotty Scheffler's victory on Tuesday when none of us picked him even inside the big three, let alone for the entire tournament. So our bad on that one. But uh, yeah, Scotty is, uh, if there's anything that we can say, critically against Scotty Scheffler right now, it's that he's taken the air out of these big tournaments. Did it the Masters last year, did it the Players' Championship uh, this past week where we got to the back nine and there was essentially no drama left. Someone's, someone's got to throw a press on there or something just to keep us <laughs> interested in this thing. Benny, uh, you and I did play a lot of golf together this past week. Uh, we did press a lot. We did not wind up getting a lot of money coming back to us. So we're going to have to make some money back this week at the Valspar. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, as you said. And look, um, it isn't an interesting though, just on Scotty before we move on. Like if if this was Tiger or if this was a guy with with massive personality, we'd be all excited watching him dominate. But yeah. when when he's just so monotonously good, um, and not necessarily a big personality, it becomes like, give us some drama. Um, so it's just it's interesting how we how we view these things. And I think I guess we'll probably view his performances over this last year or so. Um, in a better light in five years' time, once more of his career is gone, I think, won't we? Um, for now, we've just got to just got to keep loving his uh, loving his wins, I guess. Getting back to our match together, we we did not play our best. I will admit that I I was not my best, but I will also admit that you were way worse than I was. So yeah, you were on the team more than I did. Look, I, I, we'll throw it out there. I'll throw it a name, but uh, there's a great restaurant there in Jacksonville, Taco Lou. And we were playing with yes. the owner, who's a legend at Atlantic uh, Atlantic Country Club. Um, let's just say that I paid back all the free tacos I've got over the years at Taco Loop in that match, and it was all on me. And I apologize, Jason. Next time, I'll I'll bring my better game for us. No, I I was actually impressed that we held it to only eight presses by the end of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we the press store was open on Sunday, and we we kept buying, and uh, oof, it, it did not turn out well for us. So let's do something a little better and try to make some money this week for the Valspar. 
Playing 18 holes, making 18 bets. Ben Everell, you're on the tee. Swing away. Well, I'm going to go to our boys at Bet365 and go straight to one of their big boosts for the week. Um, not a not a huge uh, surprise that I'm going to go for this guy as a, as a winner because he's one of the last two times. But the fact that they're boosting Sam Burns out from 16 to 20 to 1 on their boost is giving me a reason to sort of have a look at him. Two-time winner, as I said. Uh, you know, He's going to be trying to be the first since Steve Stricker to win three in a row. In the same event that happened in 09, 10, and 11. 13 players since have had the chance to do this, do the three pit and have failed. But Bermuda Burns, he's hard to he's hard to look away from. I mean, he's in the in the players that have had 20 or so more rounds in Florida since 2018, he gains 1.22 strokes on the Greens per round over them. Uh he's number one clearly in that stat. Also, you know, go data golf golf on you guys. The approach shots from 175 to 200 and 250 plus this week are the big ones at Innisbrook. Well, he's uh, first from 175 to 200 relation to par and third from 250 plus relation to par. So there's just too many reasons for me not to list Sam Burns as an option. And when I saw the boost, I thought, well, bet 365 is helping you guys out. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially what you're saying is Sam Burns, uh, really good tee to green, which is very important on this golf course. And I'll get into that in just a few minutes, but also putts better than anybody else uh, on Bermuda <laughs> greens and especially in Florida. I, you put those two things together and you can kind of understand how he's won the last two of these. So makes a lot of sense. All right, I'll get to the second hole. I always like giving you a long shot outright right off the top. And my guy this week is a guy who just claimed special temporary membership. I don't know how all this works. Like he, he qualified for special temporary membership two weeks ago with a runner-up finish at Puerto Rico, but only claimed the special temporary membership today. I, I guess, I don't know, you can leave it unclaimed if you'd rather not have it. I, that doesn't seem like a wise move, but uh, congratulations to Akshay Batia for becoming a member of the PGA Tour. He has been, for the last four years, a guy that a lot of people have talked about being the next big thing in golf, made his debut here four years ago. One of the best Q&As I've ever been on hand for at a PGA Tour event. His second question in a press conference right after turning pro was, how are you going to handle adversity? And Akshay's answer was, can you explain to me what adversity is? He (laughs) literally did not know what adversity was. And so his first four years of professional, he has dealt with a little bit of that adversity, but uh, now 21, now with a card, and now 90 to one in some books to win this week. I think that's a really good number for a guy who, uh, like I said, we have known for a while that he is going to be a very good player. Could happen for him this week. Yeah, mate, I love that actually. So I'm going to jump to what was going to be my ninth hole, but I'll throw it out here on the third because I had two long shots written down. One of them was, that man, Akshay Bhatia. Um, at the same number uh, across books, you can get Swede David Lingmurth is another one I wanted to throw out there as an option in the long shot across the board. Uh, four top tens uh, going this season. He's sort of having a rebirth. Uh, also was T6 last week at the players. So I'm just banking on a little bit of momentum going forward. Uh, I thought that Lingmurth is someone in that big 90 to 1 range along with Bartia that you could have a look at this week. All right. Yeah, I like that. Uh Lingmurth will be on hitting the green on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio on Wednesday afternoon. Just I, I don't know how I knew that, but I'm just throwing it out there. Uh fourth all, uh look, if Sam Burns is the best putter on Bermuda Greens, then Denny McCarthy is not far off. <laughs> you throw in the fact that his iron play is much improved 
in recent years. And I, Denny McCarthy, we saw it on Saturday at the players. He got uh, super red hot for a little while there, cooled off towards the end, never quite made the run that we thought he might have been able to make. But this is a guy that, uh, because of that putter, can get the ball in the hole in very few strokes uh, in bunches as well. So I'm going to go for a top five on Denny McCarthy this week, Denny. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, as I said, if you need to obviously be good tee to green here. That's no no denying that. You've got to keep it out of the, the junk. But you do have to also um, putt better than you would say last week when we talked about how the players need a tee to green game and just half decent putting. Here at Innsbruck, you need decent tee to green game and good putting. So yeah. um, definitely makes sense to throw Denny into any mix you're looking at in that regard. I'm going to give you my top five guy. Um, again, not going outside the square too much, given he was T5 and T6, his last two starts. But Justin Suh, this is where I'm looking at, plus 750. Um, I think that he's obviously on a roll. We know that he's got talent. Um, he's starting to get com- more comfortable in the limelight up near the top of these leaderboards. Uh, I'm going to keep his momentum going. Um, and just on the side, I saw that he was in a 72 hour matchup at, um, I believe, Drufkins. It might be about 365, one of the two, but plus 165 to just beat Taylor Moore and Brian Harmon. So mm. check that out as well yeah, like if that. you're a Justin Suh fan. Well, Benny, I've got all my stuff written down here, and I don't even have to switch around holes because I'll show you right here. Sixth <laughs> hole, I have Justin Suh written down for a top 10. Yeah. Uh, he's also in the player market bets at Bet365, 39th or better this week. We were hanging out with some of the Bet365 guys that we are working with. Um Jake and Liam and, and John this past week. And uh, we started talking about these finishing market, finishing position bets in the uh, player markets. And uh, we said, you know, it, it always looks so easy at the beginning of the week. Like, of course the guy will finish better than that. And, you know, they kind of smiled and said, yeah, you think so. They all look really good and they don't turn out that way. 39th or better for Justin Suh, who, like you said, has been fifth, uh, 24th and sixth in his last three starts the last three weeks. I think that's really smart. Also, here's a little stat for you, Benny. Yep. Last yep. year at Innisbrook, look, we say every golf course, you got to hit it well tee to green. I mean, if, if you can't hit a driver, you can't hit your irons, oh, by the way, uh, you're not going to win a PGA Tour event. But here it's even more important. Last year, of the top 12 in tee to green, 10 of them finished in the top 12 on the leaderboard. So essentially, if you're not hitting it well tee to green, you do not contend at this golf tournament. Justin Suh, has been positive strokes gained tee to green in his last seven starts. He's yeah. been more than one and a half strokes per round positive in four of his last five. The guy is striking it really, really well. The only thing that I see that could go wrong, Benny, is his fifth straight week playing an event. So maybe some fatigue sets in, but if not, he is a smash play this week. Yeah, he's young enough to that not for that not to affect him, but also like we've got to figure out how much gravitas the players was an, another step up. Um, so we'll see that that'll be what we'll see. We'll see how his um, his longevity, if you will, goes. Um, all right. Where, where are we up to? What hole are we hitting now? The seventh hole. Well, you, you mentioned the player markets. So I'm going to, this is, uh, this is where I'm going to talk about a lot of our big names that are playing this week. Um, by that, I mean, Justin Thomas is here. Jordan Spieth is here. Tommy Fleetwood are here. Um, those three I signaled out here in this player market, and this is what I want to go with. I think Jordan Spieth um, will not necessarily play well this week. There you okay. go. I feel like Jordan Spieth, when they've got him at 19 or better, 
I think that we go the other side of 19 or better when it comes to Jordan Speed at Valspar. I know he's a former winner, but I feel this will be his relaxed week, even though he's playing. And I feel like he will potentially just play it as it, as it lies, if you will. Uh, so I think this is a danger week for Jordan Spieth in that regard. I will tell you more about what I think on Jordan Spieth later in the pod. Obama. Oh, okay. So we might be obvious opposites here, uh-huh. but I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to say that Justin Thomas is going to put his best foot forward this week. And he was 17 or better. Not a, not a great uh, spot here, you know, only 16, 17 places, but Little Birdie tells me that Justin Thomas will not play the match play the week after. Mm-hmm. And with right. that, I believe that Thomas will put his best efforts forward and will try to win this event with everything he's got, knowing that he's going to have a little break. Uh, so that is my thought on those two big names. I think Fleetwood, 31 or better, is a great play. I do think Tommy Fleetwood is an option across the board. I think he could potentially win this week. He's not down um, anywhere else on my board, but he would, you know, it was a hard one to leave out. So 31 or better, I like. Uh, and one last in the player market, I'm going to go for um, Wyndham Clark to make his personal mm. best in his Innisbrook. I saw 37 or better. I'm pretty sure 37th is the best he's ever had at this tournament, but he's trending in the right direction with his game and he's the type of guy that could get it done here. So I use the player market to get a few of those guys in. Yeah, I, I'm just not convinced that Jordan Spieth will have his best this week. All right. I may convince you otherwise in just a few minutes. But we'll get to the eighth hole. Uh, Cam Davis is not <laughs> playing this week, I don't believe. But uh, Cam Davis is a guy that I want to talk about a little bit because he was missing cuts everywhere going into yeah. last week. And then all of a sudden, out of seemingly nowhere, finished in sixth place. And I'm sure there was nobody or almost nobody that was on Cam Davis. There was no reason to be on Cam Davis, even if, like myself and, and you, Benny, you really liked him coming into this year. He didn't give you a whole lot of reason for optimism going into the biggest event so far. And so I know a lot of people, if you didn't get him, you were probably kicking yourself a little bit saying, man, I, I liked that guy two months ago. His number went way up because he wasn't playing well, and then I didn't take him anywhere, and he finished in sixth place. I see a little bit of a parallel with Mav McNeely right now. Mav McNeely withdrew with an injury from Pebble Beach about a month and a half ago. The next week, tried to play in Phoenix, withdrew from that one. Finally returned last week, just in 60th place. Wasn't anything special. The fact that he's playing again this week tells me that, okay, he's healthy enough, even if he's not 100% healthy enough to go back to back. And when he is healthy, he is a much better player than the number is uh, is given to him this week. I'm still just going for a top 20, which is essentially my favorite Maverick McNeely play anyway, because the guy's got a very high floor. And the ceiling is still in question a little bit, but when he's healthy and when he's playing decent golf, he is a top 20 machine. So I will throw him down for a top 20 this week at an inflated number based on no recency bias. The fact that he hasn't played well recently. So I can throw in here that he was about 85, 90%. He said leading into the players health wise. And uh, look, you've sort of stolen my thunder a little bit. I'm waiting for him for the following week at the match play. He was an unlucky loser out of his group where um, you know, he didn't lose in in the group stage and went to a playoff to to get through and lost in the first round. Um, definitely one on my radar for next week uh, in Austin. Uh, yes, he is on the mend and on the move and trying to get his reps back going. Uh, you, you, you're right to jump on while the number is good. Yeah. Um, ninth all for you, Benny. All right, let's go to... All right, I've got to your man that let us down last week. 
I'm going to go back to the Keegan Bradley well for a top 10. Plus 250 yeah. was second here in 2021. Six top 25s this year, including a win. Um, back to my data golf stuff. He's seventh on tour relation to par from 175 to 200 yards, which there's a significant amount of approach shots from that distance this week. And one thing I don't think we've talked about when we talk about him is he's also very motivated to get points for the Ryder Cup, to get back on that radar. Um, and in fact, that may have been what threw him a little bit as as that second round played uh, at the players. He, he might have been pressing a little bit, you know, trying to get the points, the, a lot of points on offer. And I think he learned from that. Um, he was a little bit disappointed as he came off. He knew he'd let an opportunity slip. And I feel like he wants to get straight back on the horse, so to speak, get back on the bike and, and prove that he still has that game in order that he talked about in the lead up to the Players' Championship. So I'm going to go back to the Keegan Bradley well for a top 10. Um, I think he should pretty much cruise to that if he's if he's got his head right. So I'm not making excuses for Keegan. I know he's not making excuses for himself. Uh, but, by the way, Keegan Bradley, you can find him on SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio later today. Uh, which is, <laughs> uh, actually, that might be after the podcast out. So you can go back and listen on the app. But in any case... Um, I'm not making excuses for him, but he tweeted out a video of one of his shots from the second round. And I know like not all missed cuts are created equally. And what I mean by that is there was a shot where he nearly dunked it. I didn't see what hole, maybe 12, but he nearly dunked it, hit right next to the stick, took a big bounce, rolled down a slope and went in the water. And it was like, that's some bad luck right there. I mean, I get it. You got to know that the greens are firm and you can't overplay it but i mean it he came close to making an eagle and all of a sudden was i I assume he made bogey or double on that hole just because uh he got some some bad breaks there and so again it i don't know that it was fully just keegan was not playing well as opposed to keegan got some bad bounces out there so uh, i fully endorse the keegan play again this week uh one more reminder as we make the turn here the links and locks podcast is proudly presented by bet365 the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. All right, moving to the back nine. I always like to start out with my first-round leader bet. And I've got one that I like a lot this week, Benny. He's never played in this golf tournament before, but Will Gordon is fifth in round one scoring average so far this year. The golf course should suit him. His average, I believe, 68.57. It's more than a full stroke better than he scores in any of the other three rounds. And so at 70 to one, I am jumping on Will Gordon, at least for Thursday, if not for a four round play. Yeah, I like that, mate. Um, It's funny. I've used this, the first round, I'll go the whole 11. I'll I'll hit the same market. Um, Originally, I had this player slated for top 20, et cetera, or 48th or better in the player market as well, which I like. Um, but given the number of 55 to one for that first round leader or more, depending on where you look, uh, I'm going to use this spot for Brandon Wu. Um, I think he's a good long shot across the board as well. He's T14 Honda, T19 players starting to make a name for himself, starting to build something. Um, yeah, look at all those markets said top 40, top 20, top 10, 48 or better, but also maybe it's worth a small dabble there to get a hot start. All right. I like that. I am uh, with the 12th hole going to go with two players. I've got them for top 30s, but that's just sort of a rough estimate here. I mean, this is uh, essentially play them. 
uh, play him for if if you want to be a little more aggressive, top twenties, maybe maybe even top tens, and certainly DFS this week. A current number one ranked amateur in the world and a former number one ranked amateur in the world, Ludwig Eberg <laughs> from Sweden. Oh, Benny, did I steal a guy from you? Yes, you got me. Next this up is really really talented. I I would venture to say that. He is as good as at least the bottom half of the PGA Tour players right now, if not better than that. And then the former world number one, Cole Hammer, who's essentially in golf purgatory right now. He's got conditional status on the Corn Ferry, hasn't gotten into many events. He's taken sponsor exemptions on the PGA Tour. But for a guy like that, every start that you get means a little something more. And so for him, he's got a fifth place at the RSM Classic already this year. He's not that far from getting that special temporary status that we talked about Akshay Batia getting. So I would not be surprised if Cole Hammer steps on the gas pedal this week and does something really special as well. All right, mate. Well, yeah, you took my 13th hole, top 40 play, Ludwig Aberg. Uh, so plus 150 in spots for a top 40. Uh, did play extremely well for most of the Arnold Palmer Invitational recently. He's definitely an older amateur, if you will. You know, he's not one of the, he's not a 17, 18, 19 year old. He's in his 20s already. He's already um well well established and well accomplished and i think that he's the type that's just going to seamlessly come out on tour much more regularly very soon um and put himself in the mix for for big events as as we go along this season and and beyond so yeah i think that plus 150 is a great number for ludwig aberg there we go all right 14th hole uh this guy who i think has a a wild amount of talent but i stress the wild because um, it can get go south in a hurry, and it, but when it's really good, it, it tends to be good for a little while. He's a momentum type of player. I still think that give it a couple more years, and Garrick Higo is going to be a very good player for a very long time. For now, I'm just trying to jump on him when he's hot. I don't know that he's necessarily hot's probably not the right word to describe it right now, but he's at least tepid. He's playing decently, and so the number in the Player finishing market this week on Bet365 is 56th or better. I will jump on Garrick Higo to do at least better than that against what is, look, this is a top-heavy field. Top 10 or 12 on the on the board are all pretty good players, but there's a pretty big drop-off after that. And yeah. so there's not a whole lot of competition for these player finishing bets. I, I do like, if you like a guy, I, I like jumping on them for those bets this week. I'm a big um, Higo fan, uh, you know, Young guy still trying to find his feet. Great story, uh, you know, backstory in him. And you're right. He look, he's just very inconsistent at the moment. But when he's good, he is clearly good enough. He's already proven it to win on this tour. So um, it's one of those ones where you just got to stick with him. You know, you just keep keep going with him. You're going to ride the lows, but you're going to get the highs as well. So I like him. Um, I'm going to go to another youngster um, that I think that is going to be on the radar for a top twenty play. Here's plus 400 for a top 20 did in fact finish in the top 20 the last time he played on tour at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. that's Pearson Cootie uh here's another guy that a name if you don't know it yet you better learn it um he spells it all sorts of weird ways his first name looked like don't ever call him Pearson or whatever else it's just Pearson Cootie um he is the man uh coming through another one of the guys coming through the ranks that um don't sleep on so i saw 400 for a top 20 i think he's capable for sure i'm definitely gonna have a dfs lineup that starts out with hootie aberg hammer and batia 
Wow. Combine like yep. 53 years old or something like that. All the yeah, young yeah. kids and then top it off with a couple of big names. All right. 16th hole. I'm going to go with a matchup play here. Look, I like Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin's done some really good things recently, but I'm going to fade him when I can get Tommy Fleetwood as an underdog in the same matchup. Tommy Fleetwood, even money against Adam Hadwin. I don't think this is a smash where it's, you know, Hadwin misses the cut and Fleetwood finishes in the top five. But I do think that Fleetwood's got a little more firepower than Hadwin this week. Well, we've finally done it. We've got some drama. I think I know where you're going in an 18th hole. And mm-hmm. I've already necessarily said, get off him. And you're going to tell everyone to get on him. And you've just given my outright 17th hole a fade. I'm going to say that Adam Hadwin is going to win this tournament. Wow. This week. Adam Hadwin is... Uh, the 200, 2017 winner, he was T7 last year here, T13 at the players. Uh, I think he's around 22 to 1, depending on where you look for this week. Um, I already liked him uh, before I looked up the stats. And then we talked about the data golf thing I was telling you before. Relation to par from 275 plus yards. Adam Hadwin leads the tour, 11 under first place in that in from that distance. Uh, if he can keep that going, be half decent on the greens. Bring his tee to green game. I think the Canadian can absolutely uh, play well this week. There's nothing to say against uh, what you said about Fleetwood because I saw that exact matchup and I was looking at plus numbers and I saw Fleetwood at a plus number. I was like, whoa, that's a good number. And then I realized he was against Hadwin and I pulled back because I like Hadwin to win this week. Um, so I'm not necessarily saying that your choice is absolutely poor, but I don't think it's going to pay off because I think that Hadwin will be there when the whips are cracking Sunday. Maybe, Benny, we need to get a prop on a former winner to once again win again. You like Hadwin. You've got Burns listed there. And I am going with my favorite outright this week. Short number, but I think the opposite of everything you said about Jordan Spieth. You (laughs) and I are not in the same camp on this one at all. This will be his last stroke play event before the Masters. He is playing the match play next week. But I've looked at Spieth, the entire Spieth experience that we've witnessed over the past month with wild highs and some low lows and looked at him almost like a race car driver, Benny, like, Hey, let's see how fast we can get this thing moving. And if we crash and burn, so be it. Jordan understands maybe as much as any player out there that his game does not need to peak before the four times a year that they want their games to peak. And so he's played some good golf. He's played some, you know, he's shown his ceiling and his floor, uh, within a nine hole stretch on multiple occasions. But I think at some point he said, okay, I've got the good stuff down. Now I can dial it back just a little bit so that I'm not making too many mistakes. 12 to one is a short number. I understand it. But like I said, this is a top heavy field. And I really think the best of the best, if they show up are really only dealing with about eight to 10 guys that are on that talent level with them. I think Jordan Spieth is ready to go win. We saw it last year after a big event where he went to the Masters, played not very well. In fact, I think he missed the cut last year at the Masters, if I'm remembering correctly, then went over to Harbortown and won that week. Uh, Played well, finished in the top 20 of the players this past week, but I think he can uh, go to a regular event after the players, relax a little bit more, and go out and win once again. So, I'm on Jordan Spieth, you're off Jordan Spieth, and we'll see what happens. Counterpoint, Jordan Spieth was a man's knee bone away from missing the cut last week. He blasted that thing out the right on the ninth hole, hit that guy's leg, and it rebounds into the fairway. He manages to make eagle on the ninth in his final round to get in 
the cut and play the weekend. Um, also, look, he's only 18 to 1 or so to win the Masters at the moment. I'm looking for a missed cut and a terrible performance in Austin. So that number rises and then we can get on him for the Masters because I feel like we are trending towards a Jordan Spieth year at Augusta National where he will be in the mix. So, look, I'm maybe I'm willing it so that that number rises for the folks out there. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I feel like if we're, we're trending towards Spieth being back in the conversation at Augusta. So the bigger the number, the better there. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I do like him for Augusta moving forward. He will be very close to the top of my list when I come up with it in a few weeks. So thanks to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast. Remember, you can find our pod wherever you find your favorite pods. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week during the PGA Tour season. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Valspar Championship. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.